Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I'm your host, 65 Lokes, and this is episode number 125, aka 125th scale. So, how you guys been? I know it's been a while, but we're here recording episode number 125. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys have been learning some new things out there, staying busy, wrapping up those projects, and you know, being optimistic for future shows that will hopefully happen towards the end of this year. And if not, then look forward to it next year. But anyway, let's go right ahead and get right into it. Um, as of lately, you know, businesses have been opening back up before, you know, they were closed through the whole COVID thing. And, you know, some people are still at home that cannot work depending on their, their jobs, you know, but, um, some weeks back I had the opportunity to visit my local hobby shop in Ventura, shout outs to Ventura hobbies. And I believe they were, they were doing uh, curbside pickups for a while, but then now they, uh, their doors are open so you can walk in there and purchase model kits and whatnot. And the reason I was there was because I needed the Tamiya jars. I needed, um, I believe like six of them. So that's the place where I like buying my Tamiya jars. They always have them in stock, you know, and sometimes if they don't have them, it's probably because I'm buying them up. But I love those jars. I've been using them for many years now with um, House of Color paints. I've put, you know, lacquer thinner in there, sealed it up. And there's never been, you know, a time where like vapors are leaking out or anything where it's evaporating or, or you could smell it, you know, it, it has a really nice tight seal, you know, but yeah, being there, um, at Ventura hobbies, it was cool because I was, um, able to, to see the owner, you know, I haven't seen him in a while and, you know, it's been a while since I was at the hobby shop, but just, you know, from talking to him, you know, just checking in, seeing how he's doing and, you know, it, it's different now. There's been a huge shift um and and lots of different um industries but this particular one here was one of those ones where you know with what's going on it's like a wake-up call where you really start to realize you know like man if we don't support our local hobby shops that we like to go to you know they're they they're going in a direction where they might be out of business meaning that you know they'll have to step away from their lease from the building and operate, you know, maybe from their home. So this way they don't have the overhead to pay with rent or maybe, um, renting out like a smaller, you know, thousand square foot warehouse where it's going to just be in an industrial area, probably not even open to the public and just be operating online sales, you know, and a lot of times we take it for granted. You know, we have a local hobby shop, and we pass by it all the time. We know it's there, but we really don't go in there and like support it. A lot of the times we spend our time, you know, digging for deals on eBay or, you know, Hobby Lobby, whatever. I'm guilty of it. You know, I don't want to uh, say, you know, it's like not to try to put like some guilt, like don't do it or what are you doing? You know, you could, you could do whatever you want to do. But my message is, I think right now at this moment, 
the, this is where they need us the most, you know? Uh, this is where they need us, so this way, to stay afloat of things, because if, if we know that our local hobby shop has the model kit and it costs $25 or $35, and just for us to be like, you know what? I want to save 10 bucks. I want to use the 40% coupon because I know that exact same kid is at Hobby Lobby or whatever. You know, during a regular time when, when businesses are, are booming and, and everyone's out and about buying, obviously there's a lot of people for every business. So every business is going to thrive. But right now it's very limited. You know, not every business has enough customers to withstand for them, you know, to make enough money to be able to pay the overhead and also to live from it because yes, they're definitely going to profit off each thing that they sell, but the profit isn't like a lot, like it's not a crazy substantial amount until, you know, obviously more sales start to stack up. But if, if they don't make that criteria where they go, man, I, I didn't even really sell enough this month. Now, you know, uh, I'm only going to have to pay half the rent and I still, you know, now I have, I'm getting myself in debt at some point. They're just going to pull the plug and be like, you know what? We have to break this lease. This is, this is done forfeit, you know, and which sometimes leads to more other like legal issues or whatever, depending on the contract. But for right now, you know, um, th there's model kits coming out. You know, this whole year, there's been new releases dropping and whatnot. And, you know, when I was in there, I was talking to him. I got I got the jars and everything. And then um, I took off. But it, it, it like after having that conversation and everything, you know, I started to, to think about it a lot. I was just dwelling on it, just thinking like, man, you know, this this is definitely a time where where the, the sh hobby shops, you know, are going to need that support because they will fade away at some point. And one example is there was a record store back in my town called Peacock's Records. Oxnard had been there for many years, I believe from like the 60s around that time. So this is like a, a, a second time owner owning this place. And I remember when I started to collect vinyl records, this was like in the in early 2000, walking in there, you know, it was a cool vibe just flipping through the the stacks of records, pulling out stuff, buying them, having interaction with the owner, speaking to them about music, and just geeking out on things, you know, and, and constantly that being uh, a stomping ground that I would be there all the time, you know, weekly just buying stuff. Finally got to a point where, um, you know, things changed, new technologies, uh, everything was now converted into MP3, you know, uh, music, Serato, all this stuff came out, revolutionary stuff that changed the game. All of a sudden, I stopped buying records. And then my friends stopped buying records. Everybody stopped buying records. So now that business started to struggle because they could not sell records. So then they start, they stopped just carrying the newest stuff for records. But then the guy was like making his profits from selling CDs. Eventually, that ended too to the point where now he was facing, you know, um, having to pay a lot of overhead because he, he couldn't manage what was, you know, pulling up because he wasn't making enough money. Eventually, um, he lost, like it was, it was just a done deal. He had to walk away 
And I still remember going there the last day. Uh, it was like kind of like a going away party type of vibe thing. And it was like a bittersweet kind of thing because you got to see a lot of faces. But at the same time, you knew like, yo, this is it. Like, this is the last time we're going to be in the store. It's done. You know, there was even stacks of records where he was saying, just take them. You know, I don't I don't I don't want them. You know, what am I going to do with these? You could tell he was like sad, heartbroken. And I mean, it sucked to see that. And I just remember people walking in and being like, what? Beacocks, why is it closing? Like, what the hell? You know? And then someone's like, well, dude, like, what do you think? Because none of us here bought records anymore. We all stopped buying records. And and no one really thought about that. And then it, it hit everyone like, oh, man, you're right. You know? But, it, but it's too late. Like, no one bought records. It was too late. Things shut down. And, and I remember him saying, you know, he gave a little speech at the end. He was like, you know, don't worry, guys. I'm still in the game. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to find a way somehow to, uh, you know, still be available if you guys need records or CDs or whatever, because he did have a lot of exclusive music that he would put on his own, like mixed CDs type thing. And, you know, he said he was going to keep looking for a new location and possibly pop up at shows like Swamp Meets. But it never happened, you know. Uh, me and my friends would still go to like record uh, shows and whatnot, like swap meets. We would never see him there. You know, we just never heard anything from him again. It just, that was like, that was done. It was it. And I'm like, man. And I kind of think about the same thing can happen, you know, with, uh, with these hobby stores. And I mean, there is some that are, that obviously they have a pull. They're in an area where it's very, um, popular as far as hobbies and not only do they just stick to the model cars but they've expanded to other avenues mixing it in so this way they could create uh, more revenue and to sustain but there's also some hobby shops that it's just strictly model car stuff or airplanes um you know military and and really no electronics you know it's just strictly um styrene that you, that you mess with, you know, and, and I feel like they're the ones that need the help more than anything, you know, even like your, your, your online, um, stores as well. Uh, people that are selling 3d parts right now too, you know, sometimes too. I mean, we don't, we don't know everyone's situation, you know, someone might be just at home and it's like, they're really trying to pursue this this like side hustle the side business to see if it grows and if you know they're not making any sales then it, that money cannot recycle itself to fund you know more resin or whatever materials that they use or even to buy more 3d printers it's just like like a done deal you know and and everything just stops for a while where you go oh man i wonder what happened or whatever you know but while things are good it's always great uh, to support it, you know. But don't be surprised just in case if more shops start to close. But hopefully they do do that shift where they will um, stay open online, you know. But, it, I mean, it's always awesome when you get that chance to, to make that drive, you know, get in your car. 
it's it's always all about the journey anything you do it's all about the journey you know whether you're traveling you're gonna go visit somebody it does not matter it's always all about the journey those are the memories right there and i mean one once like things like that are gone they become memories but then more things will happen that later those memories fade away and they're just completely gone you know but it's just a critical time to support at the moment right now you know um let's talk about some model cars that dropped this year i had no idea until i started to see photos uh there's a 1967 chevy impala four-door that i was like what the heck like when it came out i was just blown away and tripping out that that came out um they've also uh repressed and re-released the cadillac lowrider model car revel and also uh mobius i think this came out early in the year i just wasn't really paying it too much attention because i really wasn't seeing anybody posting it but it was the 1965 ford custom cab truck so those three models there are ones that really caught my eye uh, a cadillac lowrider i know those are very sought after you know people see those they buy them and and they're gone you know and after a while their value just goes up and people are like what why am i have why do i have to pay 80 bucks or 100 bucks you know they're they're a hot seller so if that's a kit you're looking for um i know roundup models has plenty of them in stock for sure uh your local hobby shops you know have them and stuff and when uh when i was there at uh, ventura hobbies i was like asking them if they had the 67 chevy impala because if they did, it would have been one I would have I would have got. He said he only got one, uh, but later uh, he's gonna start getting them in more. But for for right now, he was only able to get one. But but later, you know, there's um, I'm thinking about going back there to get that. He does have uh, a Cadillac Lowrider just to get it. I really don't have any plans right now to be like, oh, I'm gonna start working on it. No, but just to support and and have the uh, the Cadillac there or whatever. Maybe somebody will need it in the future. I might trade it or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, but as long as, you know, it gets purchased and out of the store, that would be great. Um, but if you guys ever get the chance, you know, if you're ever in, in that area of Ventura County, definitely make, make some plans to visit and check out, uh, Ventura hobbies. Uh, they, they have just a really nice, uh, selection of model kits there on display and, and also supplies too. Uh, they do have the Tamiya primers. I love using those primers there. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people using them, and it's such a great product. He also carries that there. Uh, Tamiya, you know, rattle can paints and, and all that good stuff right there. Uh, but right now, you know, I have not really been buying any model kits. The last show um, that I participated in as a vendor was in February. I want to say and um in in that show oh no i think was it january no i can't even remember now I, it was just the beginning of the year you know but i was able to sell a lot of a lot of my kits like to thin down and and it just felt good knowing that oh cool like in these uh plastic bins i have all the model cars that i like love and in my mind i'm like i'll never get rid of these you know and then there's other stash that i'm like oh i i, I love you a lot too but I have to sell you i just don't have room for you right now or or i might not even ever get the chance to build you you know 
hopefully somebody else will you know hopefully you go you're in a good home but you know hopefully you go somewhere better where you're actually going to be created and then shown off to the world you know so but when i think about that cadillac lowrider uh the 67 impala and a 65 ford custom cab it's like i'm just a sucker for the mobius uh kits all the ford trucks i just want to get them all you know um i have a, a cool little collection going on with those and i still want to get more you know i i keep hearing they're going to make more years and it's just these classic ford trucks just bring me memories of my grandfather he had a ford truck that he would drive from mexico to california back and forth and that thing was like a beast you know um and anytime i get i go to mexico i get to see the truck and um it's just sitting there i mean it hasn't been driven in years now who knows um if it even runs or not but the but as far as the exterior has been covered like it looks like like in good shape like it did back then you know but every time i see those uh four trucks it just brings me back those memories so i'm always like man i, I want i want to buy this kit like if i see it i'm gonna get it and the thing with these kits you know they're mobius just makes a lot of like premium products and i i believe pegasus owns mobius now like they they bought up all those licenses uh, or the company and they do the licensing for sure with ford but um if you guys are, are interested in getting those too you know pegasus has them uh burbank house of hobbies has them uh so does the ventura hobbies has them like anywhere out here in southern california uh these places have them i know up north there's a, a hobby shop i know my friend luis and my friend javier have gone to I'm not sure if it's in Redwood City or, or near there, but um, I'm pretty sure they have them. I mean, the Mobius kits are pretty much uh, anywhere. But if, for those of you who cannot attend a hobby shop, but you do want to order it, you could even get it online, Model Roundup. They have a bunch of them there, you know. But uh, but yeah, like right now, critical time. Support your, your hobby shop if you can. You know, I understand if you can't. Because, I mean, it's tough. You do definitely want to make sure that, you know, your responsibilities always come first, which is the bills, uh, food, you know, that you're, that you're good, your health is good and all that stuff. You know, make sure you handle, you know, your loved ones, everybody. Make sure that everyone's cool from there. And, you know, later treat yourself. You know, th this is what it's about. You're, you're treating yourself and just have fun with it. Let's move on to the next thing that, um, you know, I wanted to, uh, to talk about, you know, uh, right now, you know, I feel like I've taken like the back seat, just chilling, watching, um, everybody that I follow on Instagram. And it's really cool to see what's going on. It's, it's awesome to see a lot of improvements on, in people's work, uh, people are, are just pushing themselves, you know, they keep pushing themselves to that next level. Um, I see a lot of people reaching their goals that they've always wanted to, to reach. And I wish that I was in a room to talk to each one of these individuals with their cars and just to kind of, you know, be able to, to go back to maybe a year and compare the level from just a year 
of what they were doing then to now. And it's just, it's so amazing. And seeing that work there is just a sign and proof of like how, you know, um, social media, being involved with your club, brothers, members, and, and, and also just uh, speaking and making friends with people from across the world and other places, how that camaraderie of people just helping each other out, um, how people are just pushing that to that next level. And things are just becoming a little more realistic. You know, it, it, it's becoming really, really crazy. It's almost like we're just running out of words. You know, back then we were, we were saying like sick, badass. And it's almost like, you know, we don't even know what other words to come up with because we keep we keep saying them. We keep throwing up those flame emojis or the, the big blown up eyes, you know, all, all these things. And and that's tight. You know, I um, it's always cool when somebody shares an image of what they're currently working on and just by them getting a response. Uh, giving props, showing them love, because it definitely motivates someone to to continue doing and sharing with what they're doing to a point where, you know, they're very grateful and they just want to share that with everybody. Like, hey, you know, if you guys have any questions or you want to know, just let me know and, and I'll show you. And I know a lot of people are down like that, where they want to show you, you know, how they did it what materials they use, the steps and all that. But I know it gets tough when it comes down to like filming and all that because they're by themselves and and it, it does take time to edit and put a whole thing together. You know, it's almost like a little mini uh, production thing you got to assemble, you know, on top of what you're already doing. So if anything, you know, obviously it always starts off first with like a dialogue people just verbally telling you how to do it. But a lot of us, uh, we don't really learn too much verbally. We want to see it, you know? We want to see somebody do it. And and once we see the magic happen, that's when, when we're like, you know, that confidence kicks in, like, I want to try it. I know I can do it. And once it gets done, you're like, dude, like, this is dope. And you're very grateful to towards who showed you that, you know? Who... Uh, broke bread with you you know you're you're always going to be grateful and i feel like you always have to praise these people for showing you you know what what they showed you paved the way you know and you know giving props is a very important thing right there you know i know that at some point though and it's going to get it's going to get to a level where everyone's kind of in the same realm sort of like or platform and there's going to be someone who's just going to take it to that next level. Right. And I mean, when you're sometimes when you're doing things like right and, and you're just like coming off really, really good. Um, it, for some people, they, they might be like, I don't, I don't want to say the word like, Oh, they're going to become a hater. Cause I, I don't know. I, I feel like it takes a lot for a person to, to become that. But it's just like, they might just keep it to themselves, you know? They might just keep, like, not saying nothing, you know? Like, let's say I'm, I'm trying to build a 64 and someone else does it, 
way better than what I could, I'm capable of doing, you know? Um, and, and I know it's dope. I'm like, damn, this is, this is tight. You know, I don't, um, I don't really, I'm not going to get nothing out of like, you know, I feel like it's like a bad thing if I don't say like, dude, that's tight or whatever. You know, I, I feel like you, you got to let them know like, dude, that's sick or like it, you know? Um, because if I don't do that, then I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to be like against it, let's say. And, and, and then it takes just like a long time to go down this like path of like, um, I don't even want to use the, the, the word hate, but it, it's like, a kind of like a rivalry, let's say, you know, um, when it should be the, the opposite because they're model cars, they're not real cars, you know? I see that in the in the real car thing, you know, obviously there's tons of competition. Um, even when, when you when you start looking at the hoppers, man, these guys go crazy. Like I trip out on that. I'm always like, dude, are these guys gonna fight? Like they're just they're really good at talking. I'll just I'll just tell you that. You know, and um and what and with the model car thing, I, I feel like it's such a tight knit family that you just have to give props where they're due, you know, and, and motivate, you got to just keep it positive, you know, and, and I don't know, you just gotta like give, give, give props to your friends and anyone around you, you know, and, um, and you got to inspire for sure. Like all that stuff, it inspires people. Um, it makes people more open to showing, you know, stuff because the moment, there's any kind of like drama or hate or whatever, like that comes into play. That's when like people close their doors. We, you know, sh the windows get closed, shut off. And it's just like, you know, like nothing gets shown now. No one wants to show what they're doing and whatnot. And, and it just becomes like this mysterious thing. Like, Oh, how'd you do that car or whatever. But I feel like when, when things are very, positive motivational things you know things like that it it um it shines bright but at the same time you show you show everything that you're doing those steps and um and it's just better it's better for the hobby you know so just keep that in mind you know because definitely um the hobby itself there's a big boom with um you know scale modeling whether it's cars uh aircraft Gundam, you know, you name it, it's, it's, um, at an all, at an all time high right now. So just, uh, make sure you keep holding that torch and, and run with it, you know, um, let's change subjects now and move on to the next, uh, topic I wanted to talk about. And this one is towards the new model builders. There's a lot of new model builders that just started building you know, 2019 and also this year, 2020. And some people are just doing this for the first time. And I mean, there's others that, that are, you know, there's always someone that's coming back from back in the day. They used to do it 20 years ago or so. And now, you know, they have this opportunity and they're just very happy that they found this community and they're starting to link up with everybody, everybody on Instagram and at the same time um, on YouTube. But for the new model builders, uh, what I wanted to tell you guys is when you're starting off, 
definitely um, buy the model car kit, whether it's a car or truck or even a motorcycle that you desire to build, you know, um, just, you know, even if you're going to buy as many kits as you can, but, but first start off buying like the stuff you really, really like or you're really into, you know, um, because let's just say, you know, my favorite car is a 1965 Impala and, and when I get that car and I open it up, I'm staring at the body and, I, and from every corner, every angle, of top, the side, everything, you start doing this mock-up build and there's no paint, nothing on it, but you're still like, you're, you're getting this vision. And the thing is, is the reason why I say I want you to buy like your favorite cars is I want you to, because you're, you're going to have to become very obsessed with this build. You have to become, especially with the hobby, if you really um, want to, you know, exceed and excel you definitely have to become, you know, obsessed. You're going to submerge yourself into it. And and you will, you know, create that project of yours and later just get that satisfaction feeling of visually seeing what you just did. And one of the greatest gifts that this model car and the hobby is going to give you in return is it's going to show you, you know, how to take steps, um, being patient, you know, how to paint, how to uh, keep things organized, uniformed, you know, all these positive things are going to come your way, you know, how to assemble, um, so many different things are, are going to just, it's going to hit you, and and at the same time, whenever you're doing something in, in your life, after all this stuff's going to kick in and it's going to be there, you know, uh, tools are definitely very key. They're very important. Um, buy what you can with, you know, get the essential tools, definitely get those, but just remember that over time, think and look into upgrading, you know, um, when it gets to the point where you have to buy an airbrush, uh, definitely I would recommend Iwata just because, you know, the, it's a company that I've used and, and, and I love their products. I know a lot of people that love their products too. They've been around for a long time. And I feel like if, if you definitely want to put out some great work and you want to take it to the next level, you want to stick with a great company as well. You know, um, they do have different brushes and different tiers, you know. So let's just say if you cannot afford the 150 dollar hpcs brush you know they do have neos that can pretty much perform at that level you know and and those i don't think they're more than 75 or they're 75 but that's a great brush too you know so if, if let's just say right now if you're like well i can't afford you know the brush then just wait if you have 75 bucks just wait another month to get the other 75 bucks you know, so this way you you buy the the proper brush um, and then and then go from there. You know, the same with like compressors. If you can buy an iWater compressor, if you have the money, do it, you know, because you got to think if, if you're in it for the long haul and you're obsessing over this stuff, go for it. You know, it's going to open up a lot of avenues. You might 
end up being, uh, you might like airbrushing so much that from model cars, you now you have another hobby. You're over here doing portraits now on canvases, airbrushing. You know, you, you never know what can happen. And um, I know there there's other types of compressors that you can use that are non-brand names and, and they're cheaper in price. As long as they have a tank, an air tank, you're cool with that. But eventually you want to upgrade and, and switch over uh, to an Iwata. And, and I highly recommend that, you know, um, because you, you will learn and you will like just go for that next level. And I, I feel like I've always kind of done that with anything that I get into, you know, just going back, back to my high school days when, you know, I wanted to learn how to skateboard. All my friends got skateboards. I didn't have one. And I, and like, I was like, yo, let me try that out. And I found my balance. I was not falling off the board. I know how to write it. I knew how to jump on it, how to get off, how to stop, whatever, you know, very basic stuff. But I wanted a board and all my friends, they, you know, they bought some pretty good skateboard. Just the deck alone was 50 bucks, which is like the standard for a skateboard. And then if once you get it all complete with with the hardware and the trucks and the wheels and the bearings and all that, you know, you're looking at 150 at least, which is like like the norm. But, you know, a lot of the times we make the mistake when we start off, we don't want to spend that much. We want to cheapen ourselves out like, oh, like, you know, it's like we want to take pride and oh, I bought this for 10 bucks, you know, and I don't know. I, I never understood that. So. For me, I was like, I had to do the research, like, you know, asking my friends, you know, let me try out your board, let me try out your board, and where'd you, where, where'd you get it at? Finally, went out to Ventura, five points. I got my first skateboard was a World Industry skateboard, and I mean, I remember um, what kind of wheel? I think they were Powell Powell wheels, the Venture trucks, and also the Powell Reds. I know they made they made bearings. But I, I can't even remember like the rest. Black Magic Shorty's grip tape. There you go. But anyway, so by getting this board, you know, it was a complete and I remember like not wanting to tell anybody in high school. Everyone in my hometown, my little town, everyone like in the little community knew I had the board or whatever because I was rolling with my friends. But in high school we knew these other skaters who were like, we're dope. You know, they, they've been skating for like years and I just didn't want to say nothing. Cause in the moment I felt like, Oh man, the worst thing you want is, you know, for them to call you a poser, you know? So I was always like, man, I gotta, I gotta like learn how to Ollie, how to kickflip, how to 180, the basic stuff. I got to learn this stuff before I even tell these guys that I know how to skate. So this way I can start skating with them. But I remember one of, one of the friends, um, I made the mistake that like I was wearing my backpack and I, I uh, sewed a patch onto my backpack. It was a toy machine uh, patch and it was the, the monster character. And I remember like talking with all my, my skater friends from high school that were dope, but they, I, they had no clue. And then when I, when I turned around, they saw the patch, they were like, what, where'd you get that? And then I told them and they were like, what for real you got that over there so uh, did you get a board i'm uh, uh yeah and i just had to tell them you know I, I couldn't hold it anymore so i told them and they were like what crazy we you know like 
it's funny just the stuff people say they're like dang poser like joking and i'm like oh like i couldn't say nothing you know i couldn't say like like oh no like i'm dope no i couldn't say nothing how to just take it so i was like dang and I, i'm all feeling all hot and stuff you know i'm starting to get kind of itchy like dang they're putting me on the hot seat and they were like nah don't even trip you know uh we're gonna go skate this weekend um uh, over there at the Ralph's in this like alleyway if you want to meet us up and I was like for real he's like yeah so during the week I was just practicing and practicing and practicing with my friends and I finally like I learned how to ollie I learned how to do all these like things quick so by the time that weekend came up it was like um I was able to to like I mean not on their level but I was still able to like skate with them you know uh, in a way where like now they were trying to help me like oh yeah try to do it this way do it that way or hey try it you know J- jump all over this and whatnot and you started to, I, I started to feel that support and it started to give me confidence and and then i thought to myself you know what if i would have bought a cheap skateboard if i would have not you know or i didn't even spend the money it was more like my dad but if we wouldn't have bought that expensive skateboard for being the standard price I would have not been able to learn as fast and be on that level, you know? So I was very grateful, took care of that board. Finally, it was time to get a new one. And and the cool thing is now, at this point now, you're just swapping out the deck, you know? You still keep the wheels, the trucks and all that. So now you're just dropping 50 bucks, 50 bucks, you know? And I was happy about that. And I learned something from that, you know? Fast forward to the music stuff, DJing, I remember like going to guitar center and I'm like, you know, asking the guy like, you know, what's like the, the, the best turntables or what, what are people starting off with? Oh, we got these packages here. And man, those packages were weak. They were sorry. Like you could play a record, but as soon as you touch the platter, the record would stop. It was cause it was a belt drive turntable and I didn't want that. And I, I was trying to learn how to scratch. And, um, then I had friends telling me, oh, you should buy Techniques. But man, Techniques were like 500 bucks each. And I knew I, I had to own those, but I didn't know how I was going to own them. Because it was like I could only afford one. I, I was barely starting to work. And finally, I told myself, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to save my money. I'm not going to, um, you know, like, I'm just going to wait it out. That's all it is. It's just a waiting game. Be patient. Be patient. Finally, come up with work. Come up on the money. I have it. And, um, and I buy my techniques and I was so happy. Oh my God, these things are dope. And then I later, I, I buy, a I think it was like a Stanton mixer at the time it was a pretty standard mixer you can get. And, uh, but Vestex was like the best mixers, you know, those were already like 800 to a thousand dollars for a mixer. And I had like a $300 Stanton. So I was like, Man, I gotta get that. I gotta get that Vestax, you know. Started kicking it with friends that were scratch DJs, battle DJs, and they started exposing me more to the scene, showing me VHS tapes, later DVDs. When those started to come out, we started going to the the battle competitions in LA and whatnot. Just seeing what was going on, and all this stuff was like underground stuff. It was not popular at all. Very very underground. And from there, it, it was just practicing, practicing, practicing. Finally, like in three months, I entered a competition. I advanced, made it to like the top six or whatever. I didn't win. Like, uh, you know, I had a, my other friends 
um, they won. But it was cool because I got to meet now that scene of people, you know. Um, so then I just started competing locally. But people would trip out when they would be like, how long have you been doing this for? I'd be like, oh, like six months. They thought I had been doing it for years. I'm like, no, I've only been doing it for six months. And they were like, dang. They were like, how'd you learn so fast? And whatnot. And I'm just like, just practicing every day. And I mean, like, obviously, for sure, I was obsessed. The drive, I was obsessed. And I knew that I had to have the right tools. If I have the right tools, I know I could perform. Because... It's crazy, like, I was having a conversation with my friend Javier from up north, and he even he told me, like, he read my mind, and he was like, you know, if you don't have the right tools and you keep making mistakes, you don't know if it's you or the tools, you know? Like, if they're dialed in right. You don't know what's going on yet. It's like you're kind of blind. But if you have the right tools, which are the industry standards, and, yeah, you know, they're more expensive... And if you're if still coming out wrong or whatever, it's not performing, then it's you, you know, then it's like you got to practice, you know, it, it, it's, it's you. So so now you start to dial it in and then you start to learn and you practice and now you start to execute it. Now you're like, oh, it makes all sense. So with the DJ thing, I was just like so happy that I was like, yes, I'm learning fast. You know, I have a... a the technique turntables, this is the industry standard. Everybody uses them. If you're going to compete in a battle anywhere it's at, they're going to have those turntables there. You know, the only thing that's going to be always be different is going to be the mixer. But if you have, like, somewhat of a standard mixer, they're all pretty similar, and you could get by uh, with that mixer. All right, let me, hold on real quick, guys. I'm going to take a little sip. Mm, okay. So, um, so that was, like, another thing that in my life, you know, um, just from experience, I was like, all right, cool. Fast forward to now, you know, getting back into the to the whole thing with car modeling. And I still remember, like, the first tools I bought, you know, they were cool for what they were. But I wasn't really, like, satisfied, you know. I was just like, man, these are cool, but they're kind of rough, you know, when I'm cutting something or whatever. So as time passed, I was already telling myself, you know, I'm going to do my research. I want to learn how to do these cars. I want to do them clean. And but I, I want to learn. I want to learn like now, like fast. You know, I am patient, but I still I don't want I don't want this to take me 10 years to finally do a model car that I want to do. 10 years to finally do the paint job that I saw, like, that influenced me, right? Why do I have to wait 10 years, you know? Anything can happen in 10 years. Why not now? Why not? Why can't I do that in a year? Why can't I do that in six months, you know? So as time goes on, you know, you can't really just force things. You got to let them happen naturally. So I started meeting people and whatnot. And at the same time, you know, you always have to have mentors on top of that. You got to be able to somehow meet somebody that's going to guide you. You know, I was very fortunate and very lucky that, uh, you know, um, my friend Rudy, I see him as a mentor because if it wasn't for him, he, um, you know, I wouldn't have known the world of art, the world of you know, the extensive world of car modeling. I've only knew very limited of one I knew within magazines from what I saw back then in the Loiter 
high school, but, you know, I didn't know about Coast Airbrush. I didn't know about, you know, really about airbrushing, pinstriping, you know. I didn't know about none of that stuff. That was all like a completely, you know, it was like a different, it was like a galaxy, let's say, and each thing is like a different planet, you know. And it's, it's just crazy. The, this whole custom culture thing is like just different planets. And I was just like, what the heck? So he pointed me in the right direction. And I feel that because of him, I was able to to really connect and meet with other people that, you know, further along in this thing, I started to meet other people that now not only do I have one mentor, I have more multiple mentors, you know, in my life um, that are doing this. And it's one of those things that when I was going to buy my compressor i remember asking friends because i thought like maybe they know about turntables you know but i remember saying wait so is this compressor because i didn't really know anything at that time about iwata right because i never airbrushed or anything in my life but i remember being all like so would you say the iwatas is compared to like a technique turntable like are they the the techniques of compressors and my friends would be like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of hard. So I was always like trying to find out, you know, is this product at that level where this is like the industry or this is just like a, a performance workhorse, like the best. Right. And and it's just like after a while, you know, I would ask someone like, yo, what do you think about this compressor? Dude, that's expensive. Like. 400 bucks 500 bucks you could just buy this compressor for like get one for 100 bucks and i was like no dude i don't want the 100 dollars one like that's cool you know and at the same time i'm not like trying to be all like i'm like oh i'm balling or i have money it's not even about that it's just you know i'm gonna save up for that you know whether if i gotta sell some you know equipment or whatever but my goal is to get obtain that so finally bam I did my research. I got I got the compressor happy. Later, you know, well, you know all the all these things, right? Start to happen. So it's it's really crazy how eventually you have all these right tools, and now you start meeting people and they start showing you how to how to execute things. Now you start using that knowledge with the proper tools, and it's just like you just magic's just happening before your eyes, and you can't even believe it, you know. Your eyes are just staring at this thing like a camera zooming in and out. And your mind is the recorder. It's just recording what's going on. But at the same time, it's like you're getting this like satisfaction of like, wow, I'm, I'm actually doing this. And finally, it, it's just like, you know, you, you start to come across other tools that make you perform, but make the job easier. And And eventually, like anything more things come come your way um and at the same time i feel like you got to try it for yourself you know i always get hit up i get questions from people and friends who ask have you ever tried this clear have you ever tried this flake have you ever you know use this product if it's something i've never like used before you know i can't really say like oh yeah it's dope or whatever i can't say anything about it because i really don't know what's up with that but if it's something that i've tried you know, I'll tell you what I think about it, but at the same time, if if you're thinking about a product that you're on the fence on, and ask 
ask as many people as you can for their opinion on it, right? Um, but don't really let that opinion make you not want to try it. You know, you have to like get, let's say, 10 opinions. But those opinions are more to like push you to, to go, dude, do it. You know, it's almost like the pool's right there. You want to jump into the pool, but you keep asking us, like, should I should I jump in or what do you think? And we're like, dude, just go, go, dude, do it, do it. And then you see some people jump, whatever, and it's just like, just do it. Because only until you get that feeling of jump, running and jumping in and crashing into the water and feeling that and then maybe losing some air and then you come up and, you know, Depending that experience, only you're going to know it until you do it yourself. But if, like, I tell you my experience, that's cool, but it's not the same until you do it. You know, you got to do it for yourself. So I know it's going to cost money. Yeah, you're going to spend 20 bucks on this, 40 bucks on that. And at the end, you might not even like it. Hey, it's all good. You tried it out. You know, maybe right now is not the time for that product. Maybe right now, instead of throwing it away, just put it to the side, put it in the garage. You know, just put it, tuck it away somewhere because one day it's going to come in handy. You know, it's like, it's like anything, you know, you might listen to an album of music and you don't like it. You hate it. You go, dude, that's terrible. This is the worst album I've ever heard. Why why did I spend 15 bucks on this CD or or $30 on this vinyl? This thing's terrible. Don't even trip. Put it back in his sleeve, put it away. You know, maybe one day. You're, you're driving, pop that thing right in, and you listen to it, and then it hits you, and you go, whoa. And then you start to analyze the album, and you go, dude, these guys are onto something. So you got to try it out for yourself, you know, when, once it comes down uh, to that. And because that's the only way. You got to find your space, you know. So remember, research, ask, gather the info, and just go for it. Don't let nothing, you know, hold you back because... I mean, so many crazy things are happening every day and, you know, you got to try stuff out. You know, if um, if you're thinking about if you have a list of things that you want to do in this life and you still haven't done them, you know, and you're waiting, like, let's say you're like, oh, I'll do them in like five years or 10 years. You got to get started on now. Why do you want to wait so long? You know, that that's just a long time. You know, it's just way too long. You got to do it now. You got to start planting those seeds now and and just start adding water to that thing. That way, when you're ready, that thing's already like grown, you know, Um, just got to kind of go from there. But definitely uh, tools is a a big thing. And shout outs to to, you know, um, everyone out there who's been tuning in. with the podcast from the beginning this is episode 125 you know um i wasn't able to do any episodes uh prior to now to this one right here um i've been quite busy within the last uh month and two weeks you know i um i made most of you guys already known from the previous recent episodes but i am expecting a baby in september and I'm very, very excited and happy about that. And, you know, right now it's it's one of those things where, you know, it um, as much as I love podcasting and I love model cars, you know, I have there's tons of other hobbies I also like 
as well. But at the same time, I need to like pump the brakes on a lot of things. And it's one of those things where, you know, I know my life's going to change and for the better. And, and it's, it's almost like, um, you know, I've, I've never had a kid before. This is the first time. And I know, you know, if there's a manual or what, I don't, I don't have it, but I know that for sure. The number one thing is to be responsible. The number one thing is to put your family first. So in, in saying that, you know, I, I know that, you know, right now these are like, like these last like days, months, you know, that I'm going to be just like me and my fiance, just us two, right? Later, it's going to be awesome. We're, we're going to have, you know, a little one here, which is going to be cool. But for right now, you know, I, I feel like I need to, you know, spend as much quality time as I can, you know, with, with the fam and everything. And, you know, sometimes with the, with the model cars, you know, um, you could spend like a few hours doing it, but then it's kind of like, man, I should be actually be over there kicking it, you know, um, as opposed to being locked up over here in the, in the room, just doing the stuff or whatever. It's fun and all, but I feel like every, everything happens, you know, with time, like, you know, and you can't just do everything, 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 you know? And I felt like I have a lot of, a lot of spinning plates, a lot of things kind of going on that later that builds up to like stress and whatnot. And it stops becoming fun, you know, um, the, the podcast, I love doing it. Like it, it's cool, but I had to take a break from it. You know, it, it's just, it started to get difficult as far as like scheduling, getting people, you know, on here, uh, just because, you know, um, the things I had to do throughout the day were unpredictable. You know, I could be like, yo, I got this date set up at this time with the guest, but then, you know, all of a sudden I'm coming home late or I'm coming home even earlier, but then I'm like, I got all these things I got to do around the house. I'm tired or, or whatever at the very end that, you know, the, it's, it's just the, the, like the tiredness takes over, you know, and it starts to like kind of get rid of that motivation, you know? And at the same time, I was like, kind of thinking like, man, you know, I gotta, I gotta give, you know, you guys that are tuning in also a chance to kind of like, you know, if you guys are going to listen to them, you know, not keep bombarding you guys with constant episodes unless you guys are enjoying it, you know, I hope so. But it was kind of like, dang, I, I hope I'm not like overdoing it too, you know, where I'm throwing out so many episodes that it's just hours and hours and hours of episodes. Cause right now, you know, we're up to 125 plus nine, like bonus episodes. And I don't even, I need to add up like, how many hours or days of content there is uh, with that, you know, but I hope, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm, I'm doing well, you know, uh, thank you guys. Shout out, you know, some of you guys had messaged me, hitting me up, you know, checking in, making sure if I was okay, what was up, you know, we haven't heard from you or whatever. And I don't know, it was just, I had to hit this reset button. I had to, you know, just like really mentally right now, I'm preparing myself. I'm preparing myself for what's to come, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing myself, um, you know, doing, doing things different and whatnot. And I just got to go with the flow of things, you know, um, the, the podcast will remain. It's just one of those things where I don't want to set up like a date or a time, you know, where, where it's going to be consistent. It's going to be one of those things where 
you know, uh, once it gets, once it ha if it happens, it happens, you know, um, and, and at the same time, I, I don't want to, you know, like leave anybody behind or nothing like that. It's just, you know, this is just like a, like a, you know, temporary thing or whatever. Let's see what's up later. But at the same time, I mean, you guys are killing it right now. You guys are doing your thing, which is so dope. And I mean, there's just a lot, a lot out there, you know, to be entertained by as well. And I hope if some of you guys were thinking about maybe doing your own podcast or, you know, doing your own thing, go for it. Like, don't, don't hesitate. If you have all these ideas, you just got to do them. You got to run with it. You know, you got to make it happen. You know, any, anything you want to do, you just got to make it happen because honestly, like this is all what you leave behind, you know, when it's all said and done and you don't want to just have these regrets of like, man, I, sh I should have done it. I never did it. So you just got to like go for it. You know, don't, uh, don't regret anything lately. Um, on my free time, you know, sometimes I'll have like one hour, two hours to myself and it's tough. Like. You know, I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast right now. And because if I hit up a guest, you know, they're probably busy at that time. You know, let's say I get a free hour at like 2 p.m. You know, everyone's busy doing something, even if you're at home or whatever. You know, it, it's just it's just kind of tough. You know, obviously, it's got to be planned out ahead. But then once it comes up to it, it, it gets tough to align everything, you know, but. Uh, whenever I get like an hour or two to myself, you know, lately I've been uh, practicing pinstriping, you know, and it's crazy because I never, I never really thought I would get into that stuff, but um, it's just trip when I look at my pictures and the first time I went to Coast Airbrush, I didn't buy any paint, like as far as airbrushing paint or nothing, because I, I didn't even know how to airbrush or anything yet, but I, but in the photo, this photo that I took, I did buy a can of one shot first time I ever bought a can of one shot and the first time I ever bought a pinstriping brush it was a sc scrolling uh, brush uh, a Bobo a Mac and it was like it's a trip when I look at that because that was like in 2015 and I remember buying it but I never even opened the thing I never even tried it I didn't even I just bought it and I kept it for so long and um, eventually the the, the paint, I opened it, tried it out, and then uh, later in time, you know, I discarded it as far as the paint, but the brush, I kept it. I still have it, and I mean, now, you know, I'm, I'm like practicing, learning things, I'm enjoying it, and it's just, you know, one of those things, like anything, you're just starting from scratch, and at the same time, like, you know, I'm, I'm having fun geeking out with my friend Javier, talking about this stuff, um, buying brushes and, you know, getting a couple of new colors of paint and just messing with it for now. But I already know that even that's going to stop. You know, it's going to have to like I have to like put it away for a little bit um, to handle, you know, put my family first, do what I got to do. And then, you know, later in time, the, the, the cool thing is, is that, you know, you put all these tools away and then when you have the free time when the time comes you can always go back and start off with your left off you know it's like a friend um you know you hit it off back again with that with the like the last conversation you might have had or, or hung out or whatever so it works out it definitely works out but i've been having a lot of fun 
um, hopefully, you know, later I, I start to to really uh, get down with it more to a point where now I feel confident to be able to uh, pinstripe, you know, on a car or or a panel, skateboard project, whatever, you know. But um, but it's been fun, you know. And I encourage people too. If you, if you guys wanna, if you wanna try it, try it. I mean, this is the time, dude. Like. What are you waiting for? You know, you're waiting for next year, you know, three years from now. Like, do it now. Like, this is that point right now, you know. Right now that that you're good, you're healthy, you know, you're able to do stuff. You're strong. Like, just do it. Because, like, I mean, you know, you, you never know. Things could change in, in five, ten years or whatever. But, um but yeah, um, I just want to wrap this up now. This is, uh, man, we made it to an hour. That's cool. So Scale Riders Podcast, episode number 125. I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for sticking around. And we'll see what's up later, what comes up. But, um, you know, hit me up whenever on the DM. And uh, stay safe out there. 65 Lokes, peace.